As 2021 begins to wrap up, it is finally time to talk about the best albums of the year. So, welcome to the Bar for Bar podcast, and this week we got my top 10 <laughs> albums of 2021. Uh, so, a couple of disclaimers before I get into my list. Uh, similar to the last video, my honorable mentions video, these lists are entirely subjective. They are my opinion. It is very hard to be objective in any way when it comes to opinions and what's on my or anyone's top 10 um, you can definitely argue with people and you can definitely have conversations about differing lists and what you thought would be on the list versus what it actually is but at the end of the day it's someone's opinion you can't really change how they feel that easily <laughs> um, also with this I, as I was writing my list out, I realized there was a bunch of other albums that came out that I didn't mention last week. So I'm going to mention them here. Like they're albums that are for sure, like just there, like they're almost on my top 10. Cause I literally just wrote out a bunch of albums that I liked and really like went back to every so like not every so often, pretty frequently. Um, and there's also some albums that came out more recently that I really also want to bring up. So uh, those are going to be my honorable, honorable mentions. Like, just albums that I either needed more time with or just I didn't listen to as much as I wanted to. Uh, so, we'll start off with those. Uh, so, we have Yorl Droog with Time, Injury Reserve by the time I get to Phoenix, Maxo Cream, Weight of the World, Ka, A Martyr's Reward, Ransom and Rome Streets, Coup de Gras. Cause, Fortunate, Russ, Chomp 2, and Nas Magic. So, with these albums, uh, I'll just kind of go briefly through everyone. Yorl Jug, Time. It's a really solid album, and now that I think about it, I probably mentioned it last week, but it's literally right there. And I really enjoyed this album because this was my introduction to Yorl Jug, and it, it made sense. Because this album feels very introspective. Uh, or maybe not introspective, but very open. Like, he's telling us a lot about himself. Which, as a new listener, is nice to hear. Because, you know, you can always go into an album and just know nothing about the artist. And be like, yeah, that was a cool album. But if you actually get to learn about the artist, I feel like you connect with him it more. It's a little bit more engaging. Uh... With Injury Reserve by the time I get to Phoenix, uh, the only reason that this wasn't on my list is just because I didn't listen to it enough. And they really went more into, I, I wouldn't say an industrial sound, but more of an experimental sound. And honestly, I'm not surprised that that's the way they're going. I mean, if you've been listening to Injury Reserve, you kind of see their progression over the years. Um, it There was just a lot going on with this album for me. Like, it was very emotional because it was the last time we heard Grogs. Um, and it, on top of that, the sounds felt very, it, it kind of gave me anxiety <laughs> when I was listening to it. Like there's just a lot happening and it kind of, kind of freaked me out a little bit, but I still listen to it a lot. So it's one of those, uh, Maxwell Cream's Way of the World. I, this is one of those albums that I wanted to listen to more. And it was one of those albums that also just, it flowed really well. I could throw it on. It was a good album to listen to in the car. Um, I think just at the time, there was other music that came out that I was more interested in. Um, but definitely wanted to give a shout out to that. 
uh, Ka, a martyr's reward. Ka is one of those guys that if you're going to listen to him, you're really going to have to listen to him because with a martyr's reward, I honestly didn't spend enough time with it because I don't really know what the album's about. Like I can go through every track and try to figure it out. But as a whole, it's like, where, where is he going with it? And that's kind of the, that's one of the good things about Ka. Like he really makes you think. Um, especially because his production is super stripped down, so you're really just focusing on his voice. Um, but the downside to that is, like I said, I listen to music in the car a lot, so it's it's not something I, I can really, it's not something I really want to drive around to. Um, but still, really solid album. Uh, Ransom in Rome Streets, Coup de Gras. Yeah, so Ransom, as you may or may not know, had two albums on my honorable mentions and now one even closer to my top 10. And this this album with Rome Streets was just really dope. Uh, Rome Streets has been on a really good run this year as well. So, I mean, they both just deserve a lot more attention. If you're not if you're not listening to either of them or if you just don't know anything about them, check out this project cuz it's it's so good, especially the way the album starts off. You have a Biggie reference with just so many. It was the way Ransom opened up this project was dope. Um, Cause with Fortunate, uh, this one came out. I think this month, December. Uh, actually, these last three that I'm going to mention came out really recently. But Fortunate was an EP, so it's a little bit different from the other albums on here or projects because it's everything else is an album really. Um, but it was just refreshing. I haven't heard Cause in a while. Last time we really heard from him was the Revenge of the Dreamers tape, um, which was out like 2018, 2019, something like that. So it's been a couple years. And even then he wasn't really on it everywhere. Like he wasn't everywhere on it. Um, here, you know, he's back doing solo stuff and it was just really solid. Um, and just opening it up with Cry was just it's nice. It's nice to hear these things. Um, Russ Chomp 2. I don't listen to Russ, but Chomp 2 is a really solid project. Uh, basically what he did is he tapped in with a bunch of rappers from his childhood, it seemed like. Um, and, you know, also his contemporaries. Like, But he, it's just a straight up rap album. I know a lot of people listen to Russ for the R&B stuff or the bangers or whatever, but like this is just a straight up rap rap album and definitely an enjoyable experience. The production's on point too, and and another thing with Russ is that he always um, he often produces for himself, but this time he tapped in with other producers, similar to Chomp One uh, or so I've heard, um, but it just worked really well. And then Nas with Magic, I mean. I just had to mention this because I've been listening to it the last or over the weekend. It's so good. I think I enjoy it a little bit more than King's Disease 2, but I think that's because it's a little bit shorter and more just like, here you go. Um, anyways, with all that out of the way, we got my top 10. My top 10 is honestly everything from like the bottom five, so six to 10, can be kind of switched up. Uh, there's really, 
Like I feel like any sort of day it can change, but the ones in my top five are for sure my top five, but same with those. They can be kind of switched around. Like one day five might be one. So we'll start from the bottom. Number 10, Isaiah Rashad, The House is Burning. Number nine, Jake Cole, The Off Season. Number eight, Makami, Pray for Haiti. Number seven, JPEG Mafia, LP. Number six, T. Carrier, Terrence. Number five, Lil Sims, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert. Number four, Kevin Allen, Nothing Lasts Forever. Number three, Ian Kelly, Kells is Dead. Number two, Vince Staples, Vince Staples. And number one, Tyler the Creator, Call Me If You Get Lost. Now, that's a lot of albums and a lot of different sounds. So, starting from Isaiah Rashad, The House is Burning. This album, even though I had very high hopes for it, and it didn't quite reach those, or those expectations, it was still very enjoyable. And, you know, Headshots is literally one of my favorite songs of the year. I probably should go through and figure out what my song of the year is, but it's one of them for sure. Um, It's just, it's such a good album. Um, It flows well. I know a lot of people were kind of disappointed. Um, And I mean, I was too, to an extent, but it was still an enjoyable experience. Um, Plus, like, if you have, like, what was it? The second track, um, what was it? From the Garden or something like that. Like, you have, you have him just yelling, came out bussing. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Here I am. But also, Isaiah Rashad is just a whole vibe. So, it's just easy to throw on, but, and like, have it on in the background, but you can still listen to it and kind of get something out of it. Uh, with Jake Cole's The Off Season, this, was, it really felt like a return to form for J. Cole, even though, like, we did have KOD, which a lot of people didn't really care for, I was okay with it, but again, not my favorite J. Cole album, um, but then when Revenge of the Dreamers came out, and he was doing his feature run, like, you know, everyone got excited again, so, when the offseason came out, we had very high expectations, and what he did here is basically broke his own mold, because J. Cole has always been the type of person to do no features or minimal features and typically do production in-house this time he got production from outside sources and had features on it so it was different and he just he tried something new like he to this point i don't think has ever really done an auto-tune sort of sound um on an album that is i mean he did it with the london i believe uh but even on revenge of the dreamers i don't think he really went into autotune a little bit but the way he used it here was very effective and not it didn't feel like he was trying to copy anyone's sound uh, at least not too much uh, makami's pray for haiti this album i listened to a lot and honestly i think <laughs> i think it might be on here mostly just because i had so much time with it i listened to it on the drive from the bay area to san diego when there was a lot of traffic so it was, I listened to it a lot of times over that 10-hour drive. Actually, it was longer than that, now that I think about it. But it was a very solid experience. Plus, it was curated by West Side Gun. And if you know their history, they had some beef. They squashed it now. And oftentimes with West Side Gun, you know, when I heard that he was going to curate this, I was a little concerned, but uh, it turned out well. You know, like the concern is always like, ooh, maybe he's going to have his hands too much in it. But no, nah, it was 
it worked. Um, then we have uh, JPEG Mafia, LP, Peggy. So there were two versions of this album, and I love that for him. So the reason for him to have two albums, or two versions, was that there was the official one that he could get all the samples cleared for, and the label would be, you know, cool with, and that's out on all streaming services. Then he has the offline version, which is the one that you can get on Bandcamp, or probably also on YouTube, but if you want to purchase it, you can buy it on Bandcamp. And that one has other songs that he couldn't clear the samples, but I feel like it's also can be thought of as the complete version, like the, the actual version that Peggy wanted to put out. There's very few differences between the two, other than a couple more tracks that are on um, on the offline version. The online one has a couple singles that he did as well. So there are differences here and there, but it was just an enjoyable experience. And I was, it feels like Peggy is getting into just a completely different sound as he's been progressing through the years. Because um, personally, I started listening to him with Veteran and then All My Heroes Are Cornballs. And then his EP is an LP. So with Veteran, it was a lot more abrasive and more industrial sounding, I guess you could say. But then All My Heroes Are Cornballs and LP, they he feels like he's going more into like this sort of pop sound, but still throwing in his weirdness. But in a way that, you know, it doesn't make it sound like pop. It, it's hard to explain, but personally, I feel like he's become a little bit more accessible, which is a good thing. Um, but it's it's different. I like the way where or I like I like the direction he's going. Sorry. <laughs> um, now we have T Carrier with Terrence. Man, this one caught me by surprise. So T Carrier is from the Bay, um, and I just realized I have three albums by Bay Area artists on this list. Uh, but he's from the Bay, and Terrence was my introduction to him, and. Yeah, it was. It's a really solid album. He. So, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The Bay Area has a lot of different sounds. You know, I feel like a lot of people assume we're just doing like the hype shit, or we're all hyphy. But no, we have like, we have other sounds to us. I mean, look at Guapdad. Look at Kalani. Like, they're different artists. Look at her. Like, <laughs> we have people who aren't just like making what you would expect um and that goes for sure with t carrier kells and uh kevin allen like they're different than what the norm is you could say um they're rapping um that makes it sound really negative i still like the rest of bay area music but you know i mean but terrence this album was dope it starts off with uh t's mom talking about the day he was born and then it wraps up with him with her basically just like just talking about him and being proud of him and it's like as since this is the first album i really listened to by him like it's very it's just nice it feels nice i don't know how else to better explain it um but you know you get you get bars you get smooth raps it's it's an enjoyable experience throughout now we're in our top five um, where things, again, might shift around, but these are for sure here. So we have Lil Sims. Sometimes I might be introvert. I love Lil Sims. 
this album though it's i think when i went into it i was kind of expecting something along the lines of gray area however it still really grabbed me and there's a lot to really pick up out of this album um between you know just her finding herself her understanding that she is sometimes an introvert like that's just how she is like you know i get it um and it's really difficult to do when you're in a public space like this like if you're a rapper and you want to be an introvert it's it's tough but you know throughout the album i mean it is a it is a little bit longer um but you see the growth and there's just so many fun tracks on it too like having the like the lead single be introvert and having it so just like bombastic and big like like that in itself <laughs> like caught my attention plus the video for it is so there's just so much happening with that visual uh and then point and kill like it's just, oh my god it's it's just a fun it's a fun album and you also get a lot out of it um also shout out to the hip-hop babies for having me on for that review also it was it was one of those albums that really needs a lot of a lot of discussion i feel uh, now we're moving up to Kevin Allen, Nothing Lasts Forever. Kevin Allen, formerly known as Irk the Jerk. This album, I was waiting for it for a long time. Like, ever since he was talking about it in um, like the listening sessions back in June, I think. Like I was waiting. I was ready. And it was just it's just an enjoyable album. Kevin is one of those guys that's, you know, he's... You could say he's an OG. <laughs> I mean, he's been in the game for a while. So you you get to learn a lot by listening to his music. But you also, you know, you learn a lot about him. It's, yeah, it, it's unique because the homies at Grand National, like they, on this album, uh, Mani really focused on getting a lot of dope samples and using live instrumentation but that's also something that grand national does in general so it's just it's unique for sure and man grand national is going to be something big i can feel it it's going to happen um but yeah this this album was good i i don't know what else to say about it because i spent so long thinking about it <laughs> but um check out my uh bar for bar after dark with kevin allen and Monty. Like, it was just a fun conversation. Check out the review. I have a lot to say about it. Um, now we have a number three. Ian Kelly, Kells is Dead. This album dropped earlier in the year. And it's been one of those albums that I returned to a lot. Like, a lot. And it's just the production, the rapping, the, um, I guess you can call them interludes from, from Champ Green. Like, they're all just so good and they flow well together. And it honestly just makes me wonder where he's going to go next. Because if you're unaware, Kells was the name that he used to go by. So the old Ian Kelly is dead. Now this is the new one. So what are we going to get next? Um, it's also really wild to think because um, in 2019, or actually was it 2020? I don't remember now. But I went to go see Rhapsody at the new parish in Oakland. So she was there with Saw Rock and Ian Kelly. 
that's the last show I went to before COVID. Nah, and then the first show I went to after COVID was with Grand National, and Ian Kelly was there as well. So I feel like there's some sort of connection there. <laughs> um, but no, that it's such a it's just a good album. Like the production, John was the squad, bro. Like he, it's one of those albums that you really just need to listen to because he be rap rapping. Like, and Kel's just stay busy too. Like, if you don't follow him on IG, just see his freestyles every, basically every day. Like, bro's, bro's busy. <laughs> uh, number two, Vince Staples. Vince Staples. Vince Staples. <laughs> so this is a self-titled album. I'm, cons- I'm considering it an album, although some people may consider it an EP. And it's different from what a lot of people expected from Vince Staples. A lot of people expect that sort of gangsta sound from Vince Staples, which is fine, and it's fun, and they also kind of expect that experimental sound with um his last album, Big Fish. Or no, his last album was FM, but personally, I really like this one better. With this album, it really sounds like he's like you start in the morning, you meet up with him, he takes you around the hood, and then he takes you home before it gets dark. <laughs> and like he's all the while he's explaining what's going on. Like you just it just feels very genuine. And honestly, it's something that I've listened to a lot and having it be a shorter project really helped with that. Um I think it's like 20 something minutes long, maybe 30 minutes, so it's a very easy album to just kind of throw on and just keep listening to back to back. But it it feels personal, and it is personal, I feel. But, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people really didn't enjoy it at first. But I think a lot, I think everyone's kind of coming around to it. It's, it's weird. Like, <laughs> like, I remember people were saying, like, oh, there's no emotion to it. Like, bro, he's literally talking, like, he's being so emotional. He's being hella introspective. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, and now my, as of now, number one, Tyler, the creator, call me if you get lost. This album, man. So this came out on June 25th. And the reason I remember that is because that is Bar for Bar's birthday. Yay. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's different. So with this album, Tyler kind of went back to his rapping roots. It, because prior to this album, he dropped Igor, which I don't really know what you would classify it as. Like, is it R&B? Is it alternative? Um, It's not fully rap, so it's one of those weird genre bending albums, but it's still, it was still really solid. Uh, But Call Me If Get Lost is... It's just straight up rapping. He tapped in with DJ Drama. He essentially did a Gangsta Grills tape. And it was great. Like, like from top to bottom, dope rapping. And it was almost a misdirect, I feel. So, I say that because oftentimes you think of Gangsta Grills tapes and it's just like a mixtape without a concept necessarily. It's just uh, some amount of tracks and the dude's just rapping straight through. But with this one, 
you do get a little bit of that, but then there's still a little bit of story, and he's telling you a lot of a lot of stuff, and he's telling you a lot about himself too, and you know it's just unique. So with this album, you hear a lot of braggadocio. So Tyler's just talking his shit, and he is at the point in his career where I feel like he can do that. He's he's totally deserving of t- <laughs> talking his shit because he's been very successful. I mean. Lagna's doing well. <laughs> Golf the floor is doing well. He just dropped some perfume or cologne, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's he's doing very well for himself. And throughout this album, you hear a lot of luxury. <laughs> um, but yeah, this and you also before I forget, you also hear <laughs> some really personal things about how he tried to steal his homie's girl. <laughs> like, it's like that's not something you would ever really hear from Tyler in this capacity. You have like a 10 minute song where he's kind of explaining all of it and it's just it's rare, I feel. Like just having it be a Gangster Grills album but also like he's just being open about what's going on, like that's dope. Oh man. So, that's uh that's my list and all my explanations for it. I just so happened to time it pretty well to the nearly 30 minute mark. But um you know, this year was interesting for music for sure. I listened to a lot of different things. Didn't really spend as much time listening to one project as much as I usually do. Uh, a lot of that has to do with being unemployed and not driving around. Um, that definitely will do it. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, school, work, it made it a little bit harder. So, Thank you for your patience. Thank you for understanding that life is busy. (laughs) Hopefully things change and I can focus a little bit more on this. Hopefully I can open open up my schedule a little bit more uh, and maybe just, you know, focus on time management. But that's a whole, that's a whole nother thing. No one wants to hear about that right now. But um, congratulations to everyone who's been on my list this year. Uh, Shout out to the honorable mentions and the honorable honorable mentions. Um, yeah, there's just, there's just been so much good music, like, everyone's list this year is gonna have, I'm sure, some of these albums on it, but it should also have some music that no one else has heard, and that's also one of the things I wanted to try to do with this, um, just, you know, artists that I listen to a lot and enjoy, but may not get as much attention as others, so... Shout out to you guys. Um, but I'm going to stop rambling now. So in the comments below, let me know what's on your top 10 and where it may differ from mine. And argue with me about my opinions, I guess. Uh, while you're there, like and subscribe if you want to see more content like this. Thank you for watching and please stay safe out there and Happy New Year.